Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 62 of the Spoiler Cast. Switching things up a little bit, I am your host for this week, Tristan. Uh, joining me here is Dan. Hey! Yeah, it's weird having to come up with something to say afterwards on the spot, huh? <laughs> Bear. Hello. And joining us for the first time is another fellow Hampshireite. Is that the right phrase? I guess it yes. is. It's, it's, right, it's the right phrase now. It sure is. Carrie Vishwanathan, who is doing uh, film work out of New York. Hey, hey, hey. Today. Carrie, uh, give, give us a little intro about yourself. A little intro about myself. Let me think. Um, yes, my name is Carrie. I went to Hampshire. Um, I'm currently living in New York City, and I make I direct short films and web series. Um, currently, I'm working on this uh, web series about. Um, it's kind of like a comedian talk show for famous Desi celebrities called "What Do You Bring to the Table." It's great. Um, I'm also editing a short film called "The Morning After." Um, Bunch of other stuff I can't think of off the top of my head, but basically I love to make movies and I'm trying to get into the business as a director and a writer. Nice. Cool. Yes. It is, it is very late. Uh, we are recording this right on the heels of the madness that is Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yes. But what we're here today talk about today is not a video game, but we're here to talk about Jordan Peele's latest horror flick. I guess, yeah, it's technically, it's, it's horror. This it's one. a horror. It's definitely, it's definitely a, horror a horror film. Um... Us. Yeah, we Us. talked about Get Out before, so um, and that was a, natural to revisit. Yeah, that was a great podcast. Listening to it, it was, it was really interesting. I kind of wish I was there to actually talk it about <laughs> with you guys that because I have so much to say about it. Yeah, no, I mean, and I feel like you know when we talk about Us, definitely we'll talk about Get Out and as well. Uh, and I don't know, I mean. Us is definitely a movie. Um, should, should we just launch into it? Well, I should just we should just quickly say again because it is the beginning. It says yeah. should be this obvious is from the title. The spoiler yeah. cast. We will be discussing the plot of the movie Us, and that includes spoilers. So, what? if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to pause this podcast and go see it. Yeah. If you don't care about it being spoiled and just like listening to us talk about movies and stuff. Keep going. I would recommend you see it, though. I would very much recommend you see it. Yeah, It's definitely a movie that is, although I have thoughts about, I feel that like you, as a, if you like horror movies, or Even you just you like good movies, you should see this movie and form your opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because there is kind of a big ending twist. Mm-hmm. Yes, um... I mean, I think that it's 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 not an M Night Shyamalan level twist. No, I think but you could also twist. see that twist coming as well. I I absolutely could see it coming. Yeah, the the the, the twist was not the was not that uh it, that's that's not a bad thing that you can see that twist coming. I think it was actually I would agree executed well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of us, I think that what I if I if I may, I think the thing I'd like to throw out there is is that you know. On the one hand, I think Us really showed that Jordan Peele as a filmmaker is a very, very good filmmaker. Um, Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. technically, like, Get Out was beautiful. It yep. was a technically beautiful movie that was excellently written, wonderfully directed, and it had just, like, a sense of craft and also history without while also having an original voice. Yeah. And you also got that sense of craft in this movie as well. Um, he's a strong director. He's a strong writer. He casts very well. 
That being yeah. said, I mean, equaling Get Out was probably not going to happen, period. No. But while I think that this movie has a lot of good stuff in it, it also... I walked out of this movie thinking, like, liking some parts of it, really disliking other parts of it. Huh. And I'll get I'll get to this why. Yeah. It also yeah. made me actually very worried about his remake of The Twilight... Oh, oh the, the Twilight Zone. Huh. Which I'll, I'll mm. let other people say that, but that, yeah. that's, that's at least my thing. Like, I enjoyed the movie, but I feel like that there are some things... That he, where he really either he missed the mark on slash he could have used someone reining him in, and that definitely makes me worried about the Twilight Zone project in particular. Yeah, I, I think I agree with where you're going. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll flip a little to Carrie to speak a little bit about it. But. Agreed, Carrie. What are your thoughts? Wow. Um. Well, honestly, like when I saw Us, it was there's a lot to take in, and while I appreciated on a level of. I guess you could say, I, I found it to be a little bit allegorical, like, given our sort of what's happening in today's society, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I remember when I watched it, like, I, the, I mean, the ending really fucked me up, and I actually went to bed thinking about it, and I woke up thinking about it. But I also remember thinking that parts of the movie were a little bit unclear, and I couldn't really, uh-huh. I didn't really want to sort of give my opinion to any of my friends until I saw the movie again, so I actually saw it today. And mm. while some of my questions were answered, it actually raised a lot more questions. Like, I kind of felt like killing a Hydra, mm-hmm. like, you know, just cutting off yeah. one head sprouts nine more. And now I'm just like, oh, my God, all yeah. these new fucking theories are coming to my brain. And, like, I thought it was interesting as a filmmaker. Um, and I totally agree with you. I think Jordan Peele is, like, is a really, really talented filmmaker. I, I honestly think he's, like, a filmmaker's filmmaker and that he has a great control mm-hmm. of cinematography and editing and sound and I'm geeking out right now over films but anyway of course, of course. Um, <laughs> I honestly thought like I guess conceptually it was a, it was interesting but it was very very confusing and like while I do think Jordan Peele is a filmmaker's filmmaker I did find I was a little bit lost in some areas mm-hmm. so, that being said I thought it was like there's some great uh, there's some great suspense and thrills and I think Jordan Peele mm-hmm. is definitely a guy I'm still going to have on my radar regardless of whatever oh, yeah. movie he makes and how bad or good it is. So, yeah. So before before we get into the whole story point, I've got three things about this. Um, first one is this really struck home to me that Peel is very much a modern filmmaker. Like, he obviously went through kind of the same, like, like training and philosophies that I think uh, influenced Carrie, you and I. Oh, absolutely. In our growth. Like, when I was watching it... I was picking up like, okay, the engine, that's going to come back. The door that, that locks and can't be unlocked. And he said, that's that's going to be a thing. The flirt, that's going to be a thing coming back. Like, I was, like, checking off kind of the boxes as I was watching. Um, the movie starts in the 80s. 1986. And it does, 1986. A good year. It doesn't really. <laughs> Sorry. Very good year. Um, I'm the baby. <laughs> and it, it looks it does that thing that so I have this weird thing and Stranger Things like does this to me too mm-hmm. where when I look at something set in a t- older time but not shot like something from that older time it throws mm-hmm. me off hmm. so like when I so watching that portion that's set in 1986 it doesn't look like a movie from 1986 Mm. It's not shot like one. It's shot like a modern movie set in 1986. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. And that always has this weird kind of dissonance yeah. for me. Um, my other big... My, my one major complaint is that this movie, at the end, becomes very tell-don't-show. Yeah, I totally agree. There is a huge info dump yes. right at the end. Yep, yep. And I was like, you know, honestly, I could have done without that. Like, like part part of that information needed to be directed, but I th- felt like there were other ways it could have been done rather than this big monologue info dump. Hmm. And the big monologue info dump doesn't also really make sense considering yeah. the twist. It's very vague. Like there's a lot of they never sort of like, I remember I don't I don't when I saw it for the first time I didn't really pick it all up but then I saw it again and Lupita would say something like, you know, oh yeah, the government has been doing this for generations and first it was an experiment but then it got carried away and now like I mean like what got carried away? When did this happen and you know, right. There's all this stuff where it's like it's the government, it was all the government's idea but then you get all these theories about it being like coincidences and I wonder how much of like the universe or God or, you know, whichever you want to call it. Um, I'm not religious, but I respect religions obviously, but it's like, you know, where does the um, theology begin and the science end and like, what's what? Like there was so freaking confusing to me. And you know, there's a lot of interesting theories that get thrown around kind of similar to Hitchcock's the birds where like, you know, you have people sort of trying to, theorize what's happening why are the birds attacking and i kind of got that in this but stuff wasn't really as clearly defined yeah um there's also moments like one of the things i had in mind that the whole ballet part brought up to me was like like the kind of got me thinking was like how much like learning happens in this disconnect like like i i would imagine like learning say the muscle memory of doing something Mm mm-hmm but how does that influence, say, the knowledge aspect of it if knowledge isn't immediately transferred over? You know, like it's one thing to say go through the motions, but it's another thing to know, like, the history of the motions and how they influence each other. So I have a so I have things to say, but I want to get Dan's thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Um, before I before I launch into it. I think I so I only saw it once, and I'm really interested when we really dig into this. Once we start talking about the, the plot twist and stuff, to hear Carrie's take with seeing it twice, because I'm mm-hmm. excited to go back and watch it at yeah. least one more time. Oh yeah, um, with 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 knowing knowing that my what I thought that was the plot twist was the plot twist, I'm excited to go yeah. back and like review it again. That's very but anyway, yeah. But I think I went into this expecting like not a sequel to get out, but some sort of like spiritual successor for some reason. It's not fair of me to do that, but that was just what I was, what I was thinking. And it tells a very different kind of story. Mm-hmm. So that, that I, it took me a little bit of time into the movie to get over that. Yeah. And get, get, get in that mindset. I also think that um, to some of the points we're talking about with him being a really talented filmmaker, and I'm not a film student or I don't study film or anything like mm-hmm. that. I just watch movies and, Either like them or not like them. That's, but, that's why you got Carrie and I. Right, right. No, that's cool. Um, We're all film lovers at heart. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, I think one of the things I appreciated about one of the things I appreciate about his filmmaking or his movies are that they're weird enough that you know they're not. You don't have to fact check things because yeah. 
it's weird and sci-fi. So that's already out the door. And it's just about the actual themes and the storyline <laughs> after that. And yeah. the thing I liked about Get Out was that it told a very concise story, it felt like. Like, mm. it was weird, but only to a certain point. And it was, again, it was just a little bit more focused. This movie felt like there were a lot of ideas and... I don't know if over-engineered is the right word, but it felt like there were a lot of moments where there were like... If I really watched this six times, I'd see deeper and deeper meaning every time. And, oh, this thing's a symbol for this. And this color red is over here for a reason because this character red was originally, you know, whatever. Like, like right? the good parts of a Shyamalan movie. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, the good parts of a good Shyamalan movie. It just it felt like there was, like, a lot of noise almost. to, mm. And it feels to me like, like and I might, might have misinterpreted this, but it mm. feels to me like the whole message of the movie is just... Um, like history repeats itself <laughs> basically mm, interesting know. like like and we uh, that was really all that was really what the what the what the key theme of the movie was to me so here's the thing that i will say yes that us is a movie i thought was damn near perfect silver word it was a really really good movie up until the point where you see it's a global event right and then you began to see some of the weaknesses of it now just yeah. to give plot summary of right. of us right. for our, so, for our so readers let's for now listeners. we're getting into actual story stuff yes so essentially it's about you it starts out with this girl who gets lost or wanders away from her dad um, in the 1980s at an amusement at an amusement park in California. Goes into a, into a hall of mirrors and then sees a creepy twin of herself. Then it flashes forward, and this woman and her family and her family, um, which the woman's played by Hampshire alone, Lupita Nyong'o. She's um, a Hampshire alone. She is. Yeah. Oh, she She's, is wonderful. She yeah, is. I know. everyone I know She's who like amazing. knew her at Hampshire loves her. Um, and yeah, we all pull for her. But yeah, Lupita, and then also Winston Duke, who played Mbaku in um, uh, in Black Panther. Yeah, I also yeah. found out that before Mbaku, he really had 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 no other roles. No, he really had. So he basically had this wonderful meaty role in yeah. Mbaku, and then he basically is the absolute opposite character. Yeah, like, yeah. I keep on referring he's such to the a husband as not Mbaku. Yeah, like yeah. he's the. And if you see interviews with Jordan Peele, it's almost like I wonder how much. This is actually like Jordan. I mean, he's still this massive, beautiful, thick yeah. man, yeah. but he's. I mean, yeah. he has a beautiful body, but he is he is uh, he is not a warrior king of Baku by right. any no, means. Uh, no, it, he he's gone total yeah. dad bod in yeah. this. He's and he's definitely are... an extremely versatile actor who who can play corny mm-hmm. dad as well. He's he can play like Wakandan warrior or wherever he's from. I, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the country. It's Wakanda. Okay, yeah, no, cool. It's Wakanda. Cool. Um, Wakanda forever. Wakanda um, forever. Uh, but no, it's... <laughs> it's scary. Not with the accent. Um, so basically... Uh, what? Uh, so basically, they, they, have, they have their two kids. And then they and they go to the summer house, where, where, which her mom had. Oh, yeah. And then she's basically... What? If, if I just may. Their two kids, son and daughter, picture-perfect nuclear family. Yes. Yeah. Which I felt was was an important point. For sure. That it's mom and dad, son and daughter. Yeah. Like California, Northern California, Santa Cruz, like put a pin in it. Like yeah. this is idolized America right here. Yeah. 
Also, it's it's, it's also great that sure? like oh sorry, um, it was also great that like they kind of they the setting was a cozy little beach house because it's kind of like mm-hmm. the last place where you, you'd expect something horrible to happen and it's kind of the following the tradition of being afraid to go to the, go into the water in Jaws or sh- or showers in Psycho and stuff like that. But sorry, Barry, you're saying no, no. I mean, the beach house is also significant too. That it was her mother's house who basically you yeah. found out raised her, yeah. Um, yeah. and. And yeah, it's, and then you know they're hanging out with their bougie friends, and she and uh, we also find that like she's still traumatized by that thing that happened in the Hall of Mirrors, and she wants to to leave because she thinks I've always thought this girl is gonna come after me. Dad's like, uh, I don't think so, and then it turns out that the girl was real. Mm-hmm. She shows up mm-hmm. as adult her with. A freaky ass husband and two freaky, like mirror ver- versions of them, and then they basically, and then she and the three children, well, three the husband, the two children, proceed to murder murderously pursue them, uh, in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not direct kill; it is like definitely working it's, out like the the mirrors of them like you know they make the daughter who's like disdains her tracks go run winston duke is kind of uh, uh double is kind of like this brutish person who can't really speak whereas is that yeah. um winston duke is like a really verbose like almost nerdy guy yes. um the kid is basically is fire. monstrous and obsessed with fire and the son also wear yeah. likes to wear a monster vest it's you're not it's definitely working with like a lot of unsettling evil twin tropes mm-hmm. and after mm-hmm. the first battle they go off to find their bougie friends and then their bougie friends are killed by their doubles yeah and, you're and like, it's all working pretty well it's like i want to emphasize that this mo- that i oh thought yeah. that the movie was done beautifully oh yeah what like the, the so the moment when the bougie friends twins show up is that more like Oh shit! It's bigger than just this family. Um, can I just say? Yes. Right mm-hmm. now, I feel really bad for my tethered dude. <laughs> if we ever meet, I am so sorry you had to. <laughs> you had to be a mirror for my life. Um. <laughs> well, and I will say that that all that parts, and I think. Shada, when our my girlfriend, who's also a big film person, I think she would argue that like it begins to go off the rails when you get the bougie tether. But you know what? I actually was fine with those sequences. I thought worked. Mm-hmm. But then you find out that essentially it's like tethered are everywhere, and it's essentially like a zombie apocalypse us bird situation. It's like where four people, million, yeah, like, something like that. Like millions of evil twins have just gone out all dressed in red with gold scissors, and they're just like stabbing people. And also, for some reason, in America, they haven't been gunned down by all the guns. Right? Yeah. Um, but that's <laughs> not the biggest thing there well, for considering, me. Considering the tethered are not supernaturally strong, they're not. There's nothing really supernatural about them. And uh, here, I, uh, uh, then I'm going to just relate to the But here, I'm just going to make my point in that I think the issue with this was that Get Out was a horror movie which one of the big strengths of it was they did the reveal and the <laughs> reveal worked it's like oh, oh yes there are these creepy ass no there are these creepy ass fuckers who were doing psychosurgery on black people right. 
to basically put, implant, you know... To live forever. To, to implant white people into their braids to control them so they right. can, like, live forever. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's happened to me. It's weird. <laughs> no. It's it's weird pseudoscience, but the thing is it's internally consistent. Yeah. And internal consistency mm. when you're doing this sort of thing makes sense. Yeah. The thing about us is, is that it doesn't actually work as a science fiction story. And everything else that is then revealed that it was, like, this weird government experiment... That then they just left, let be, and also, yeah. and we'll get into like yeah. logical inconsistencies <laughs> or just their period that just don't make any sense. Doesn't work. What he should have done is he should have just made it a fantasy story. Like, mm. he should have made it so the tethered happen because magic, because yeah. crazy, right. creepy so, mirrors, because yeah. XX and X. Right. By trying to over explain it while also under explaining, um, he made it a lot weaker and yeah. that's where I think it began to go off the rails is that he tried to do what, what Get Out did but unlike Get Out it wasn't internally consistent in fact it made no logical sense so even though the craft was beautiful and there were a lot of amazing scenes it just like got you out of it and this yeah. isn't yeah. like it's... Nardbarg like nitpicking it's just like it's like literally right. makes no sense within the world no 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 the, go the on Anyways, I... uh, I'm giving up this floor for now I was going to say that the mundane explanation doesn't work. Yeah. That a more supernatural, more mystical... And they kind of try and do that when they talk about the soul. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't doesn't really... And and you're... I, I'm, I'm an Irishman. I know my... Lore, so I know about changelings. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And doppelgangers. And it's like, no, no. If you see yourself... Kill that thing yeah. as soon as humanly possible, yes. preferably using iron or silver. Um, <laughs> I, but, you know, it was funny because like, I was. Oh, you, you, you want to you finish? Sorry, I keep. I was just gonna say I was hoping it would be kind of something like that, almost. Yeah. But, of course, that that's me coming from it as someone who knows Irish mythology and whatnot. Um, but I was still hoping for something like that, some sort of like doppelganger or like like not just like. Like, like trying to take your place, mm. you know? Yeah. Because they mm. talk about the untethering <laughs> as an event before they, before the whole info dump. I'm like, okay, so is that like, like them trying to, is the untethering like them killing their alternate self so they can become their alternate self and take their place or what? Yeah. And the whole, the whole reveal of it's, of these are, these are sort of copies of you that are forced to go through your whole existence. Sort of. As mm. like a as a shadow, basically. As as a mirror image, so to speak. Was interesting. But again, it raised a lot of logistical problems. Like, okay, so what happens when I get in my car and drive cross, cross country? What happens well, to my tether? Does my tethered move cross country yeah. no. at the same pace? Do they stay in one place just miming being in a car? But then what happens when they rise up and I'm on the other side of the country from my tethered? I think they try to explain that like with the roller coaster thing where they're not actually moving in the roller coaster. They're just standing there like shaking. Like miming, <laughs> right. But I'm like, but then, but but, then what happens then when all the tethered show up? But like I said, I'm on the other side of the country from where my tethered is. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and I'm, another thing was that that scene, which looked really cool, mm-hmm. also made no sense. Like, why do the tethers all have designer clothing? 
Why did why they, do they have, have what? Sorry. Almost a why did all the tethers have designer clothing? Yeah. <laughs> why was there a, almost a replica of the Thriller shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Why also was why is it re- why is there are there, there are all these rabbits? That's the food source. They, it, they eat them. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense as a food source. Oh, for sure. It's like yeah. No. It, it it it's and you can't have a closed ecosystem like that. Yeah. It just yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> and and then there's just the simple thing that. All of this would make one business if this was an isolated small town mm-hmm. in Mississippi or West Virginia or upstate Or even or, Santa Cruz. Or Vermont. Yeah. But the thing is, is that all of those people were on a boardwalk. There was essentially, you were getting the copies of everybody in a tourist site. Mm-hmm. Where essentially, like, you had all your tethers coming in. And again, this all would make sense if it was just magic. Right. You should have just said it's magic, yeah. but it wasn't magic, and <laughs> yeah. thus it makes yeah. no fucking sense. Honestly, also, like, you know, when I saw the trailer, for some reason, all this abstract imagery of rabbits and, like, you know, these Kubrickian long-ass hallways and rabbits mm-hmm. in cages, again, to to add what, to you what Barra said, the whole thing about it, it being fantasy, I kind of, I saw it as, like, an M.C. Escher painting or, like, something of, like, another dimension or just, I don't know, like, some kind of alternate reality yeah. or something. And I was kind of like, oh, this is really going to open my mind because it, it was, like, it was just this weird-ass paradigm of, not paradigm, that's not the right word. It was this really weird abstract thing that I was kind of hoping was going to veer more toward, like, a Twilight Zone feel. But, like, and like you said, when they sort of reveal... You know the rabbits and like I got five on it, which you know all these really interesting visual images had like really weak payoffs, and I was a little bit yeah. disappointed in that to say the least. I'll yeah. I'll be honest, I was also kind of hoping with all the rabbit imagery for a sort of through the looking glass thing, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with all, with all the white rabbits. Yeah, like yeah. If everyone had their own white rabbit, maybe that connected them through like some sort of like dark mirror version of themselves i was even hoping for something like that but but i mean i will say that like the explanation that she gave in the info dump where it's basically oh this weird scientific thing that just makes no sense internally logically Mm -hmm. in there was then followed up by one of the most fucking badass fight scenes i've seen in a long time which was then also accompanied by eternal disappointment on my part it was like wow this fight scene is great Wow, the use of the I've got five on it slow stuff is great. Yes. This the action the this is the the flashing back and forth, the dance, the fight, the kill, all good. And except I was like, I just wish that this was done within a better structure. Yeah. And you know, I know good people say like, oh no, metaphor, etc. Except he went halfway. If you're gonna go full metaphor or full magic, you do that. But if you do want it to be like a science fiction thing and not a fantasy thing, you get Rutger Hauer to show up at some point and be like, by the way, we tried to contain them, but then they created their own society. And just like, you have to full up. You have to have Rutger Hauer or um, uh, freaking Kiefer Sutherland, Donald Sutherland show up and just like fully take away all of like the abstract abstract stuff and do it. And that makes it a worse movie, but it makes a consistent movie. And I know it's just like, I, and it's weird for me to say because again, the first two thirds of it were amazing. Mm, like yeah. when the first part of it, Shane was like, Shane was like, "This is better than Get Out," and I just felt that it didn't stick the landing, unlike Get Out, which stuck, stuck the, the landing. landing. And it all made sense. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It worked. There was definitely a, yeah. a bit of like, not a bit of, but Get Out had this really great story consistency and stuff made sense. I mean, obviously, you know, 
you can't take you can't take your piece of your brain and put it into someone else's body yet. <laughs> but you know the way Jordan Peele mapped out, you know how all of this stuff works um, work together. Like it made sense, like logically, as much as it is fantastical. Like you knew what was going on, and you know you could feel warp it was drive tangible. doesn't make sense. Not. Yes, the thing is, is that warp drive doesn't make sense either, but it's internally consistent in the world of Star Trek. Oh yeah, the Star I was Trek. like, where did that? Where did um, warp drive and get out? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, but that's yeah. the thing. It's like when you're working the fantastical, internal consistency is key. Exactly. And but I didn't it, yeah. feel like and this 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 had it. And they also don't try to explain over explain what warp drive is. Probably right. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you go you go fast. really do. Yeah. yeah. You put the antimatter through the dilithium <laughs> crystals to create a work okay. field. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Anyway. <laughs> the, the, like, but that internal consistency is, oh, is man. key. It's one of the reasons why I'm a huge fan of Supernatural. Because that show lays out the rules and sticks to those rules. You yes. know, Tristan, you know that there's like actually a big Supernatural meetup at Anime Boston every you year? You keep telling me this, man. I told you that already? Yeah. No, I think I've just told you, you, you to go find... You keep trying me to keep finding Supernatural honeys to hang out with. I mean, you're like one of the few straight men. In fact, I think you're, I know you're the yeah, only yeah. straight man who really likes Supernatural <laughs> and overwhelmingly female fan base. Like, I mean, who can like legitimately talk about Sam girls and Dean girls with like a, a, absolute glee. Yeah, and, no, and you should do this, And what's a slash fan? <laughs> so check this out there. Sam girls and Dean girls. And what's a slash fan? As in Sam slash Dean. No. Together. They do know we're brothers, right? Okay. Back. <laughs> you're listening you, to Spoiler Fest. I'm Spoiler Cast. Yeah. Sorry. But, <laughs> okay. But you're, you're saying, Mr. Dan. But yes. there, you make a couple of really great points. I didn't even think about that, right? Like, they're going to this vacation spot. Why are all of their doubles in this hallway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. If they're coming from who knows where to go exactly. on vacation in Santa and, Cruz. And bear in mind, this but, hallway is so close to the surface... Yep. That they're able right. to meet. Right. Mm. But but I think but I think the big the bigger point here is we're, we're, is what we're getting to is that like the fact that we're having this conversation means that it was overexplained or, mm-hmm. or oversold. Like I, I I didn't get out of I didn't get out of <laughs> get out and and say yeah, but how does the brain you know how does that surgery work? It, right. Yeah. It, but but how can you cut through the you know, but, but, but how can you cut through this. the skull with just right. the logic, right. logic within the fantastical? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. This this other world that he goes to. How is this even possible with that? You yeah. know. Yeah. It, it, there's it just, suspension it, of there's suspension never, of disbelief. Right. And here it's just it's there, it, uh, you're right. It it, it kind of it undermines that yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think I think what they're trying to say right is that, uh, this is how I read it right is that like. And I don't know how else they would have told us. Maybe that's why it's a little convoluted. Is that like we're all the same? It's really our circumstances that that make us who we are. Mm. Kind of thing is is the is the is the read that I had. I, I like. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I think that's probably the metaphor they were going. But it was just like whoa. I, I, I like, personally like to think of it as. Um, I like to think the message more about unintended consequences and how consent plays into everything. That what happens when you have one half of the population that can choose things, mm-hmm. like who you marry and how many kids you have, and we have another half of the population that cannot yeah. choose that, yeah. that is literally bound into these choices by forces outside their control. That's what I took away. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I really think, good point. Uh, yeah, and I think that that is, and I think that, you know, going away from the narrative thing to the metaphorical stuff, it does bring up some interesting 
so some interesting metaphorical things there for uh, for sure. Um, I think what I took yeah, away from this was like I don't know you're you're your own worst enemy, but also like I mean just following you know good Lupita and just like the fact that living with the tethers for so long just turned her into a completely evil person disturbed the shit out of me because it's like you know innocent people are capable of doing really terrible things. Right. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, I that's guess what the, I meant about the circumstances yeah, thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that these they they switched places, right? Mm, and yeah. The, yeah, that's the big so, twist, so that's audience. The by big the way, twist. that you find at the end is that mm-hmm. the tether, the shadow self, was actually switched places with her as a little girl. As a little girl, and yeah. the one who's been pursuing her is actually was that little girl who wandered away. Yeah, which which actually kind of interestingly explains. So throughout the whole time, the tethered quote unquote version of Herbert C is has difficulty speaking. Right. Yeah, throughout the whole thing, and it's talking with this really damaged voice, and your natural assumption is, like throughout the movie, is, oh, it's like some weird doppelganger that can't properly speak yeah, English, right. or, oh, it's a tethered version, so it's lived its whole life underground and only, you know, can yeah, barely speak right. English. Right. And then it reveals, no, her throat was damaged by her tether oh, see, choking I her. I didn't. I, I see. I didn't get that. Yeah. But you're, pro- yeah. you're probably right. I got more of that. Voice box. She just that she just didn't use her voice because nobody else could speak. Maybe and she just oh, that's possible, which bears into it too. And and she sort of forgot what it what speaking sounded like or something like that. I don't no, know. I mean I thought voice box damage, but I think you're, you're, that also plays into it as well. Um, yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense the, that like when 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 evil girl touched like was oh, when I saw the movie again like. You see a close-up of the good girl, and then when the evil girl grabs her throat, it almost felt looked like as if she was knocking her unconscious by just touching her. And I'm just like, how did that happen? You know? Yeah. There, there's a lot of weird... So, because this is a movie with half the cast, Of so Black Panther. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. No, half the cast, because everyone is also playing their tether. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, half the cast, so to speak, that it... This is the other thing that got me is that it was really obvious, like how things were framed, yeah. So that you don't see the same person twice in the frame. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, that I figured was just part of that. Like my my assumption there was that no, she grabbed her on the throat and choked her out. Mm. But my question there is: after they swap places, why is the not tethered version forced to undergo what the tethered version is now doing? With their life, that was the one big piece, and I'm yeah. Carrie, I'm, why didn't I'm she also just leave? Yeah, Ca- yeah, Carrie, I'm interested to hear your take because that was my biggest question. Say, say, say one more time. What? Bas- so, if everybody above the surface yeah. is controlling control. the action, is in control of the people below, yeah. how come when they switched places, the one who was in control didn't stay in control but underground? Oh God, I don't so even know. Maybe like to the maybe a glitch. In the Matrix, I guess. I I haven't really. That's a really good question. Like I I don't know if like by switching they kind of untethered each other, but well, it, it doesn't make sense because when you get to the right. dancing scene, like obviously there's they're some kind tethered. of connection going on, but like yeah, I don't know if like there's right. some kind of after effect where they can kind of like they can sense each other, but they don't necessarily they're not necessarily connected to each other. That yeah. was there, there's a lot of shit that was confusing. I was kind of confused yeah. about why. Why Adelaide? I think that's her name. Why? Why she didn't go up the fucking escalators and just like go up to the fucking right? surface? What? There's no Indeed. locked right. doors. Like there's, it's literally like yeah. I could climb the Empire State Building, you know, like more so than I could climb the fucking 
underground bullshit that happens. It's just like you know, if you're and they and they show if you really want to get out, the get the fuck out. No pun intended. If you want to get out, get out of the fucking <laughs> underground lair and go find your parents before yeah. evil version of yourself wins them over. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or and and later on, we see that the son can still sort of control his tether. Yeah. And he makes right. his tether walk backwards into the fire. So it's like how much how much control is still in here? What determines the control? Yeah. And why doesn't why did the control switch when they swapped positions? So, I want I wonder yeah. if it's kind of I think it's it's kind of like I I totally agree with you Tristan. There's something I was kind of wondering if Jordan Peele was playing on the whole trope where children kind of have this sixth sense or they can feel this dark cloud over them or something just like I guess mm-hmm. they'll just like Jason could, and I don't know if that had something to do with the fact that he was able to back his evil person up into the fiery carpet, but what were you saying? So, I think another thing that is just a pillar is that, you know, Jordan Peele is bringing the Twilight Zone back, yeah. and mm-hmm. people are very interested to see what this is, and you know, given the fact that Us is still a good movie, um, and given the fact that, like, he has amazing chops... Uh, as a filmmaker, I'm not really worried about his future making movies per se. I think he's gonna. I think like other people who I really like, like for instance Edgar Wright, he's gonna make some movies I like and some movies mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't like as much, but I'll always go oh, see sure. them. But I do. The reason why I worry about the Twilight Zone is is that this was us seemed to me, and maybe it, the reason why he went in this other direction was because he really wanted to emphasize this metaphor for like you know circumstances right. mm-hmm. and class and not having control which i think is powerful yeah, but yeah. you know within the internal narrative but i felt the internal narrative makes it so like you weren't really thinking about these right, things right um but i do feel that you can that if this still should have been a fantasy story mm-hmm. i feel like this works a lot better as a fantasy yep. story mm-hmm. evil twins are a fantasy trope yeah. they're not mm-hmm. as much of a science fiction trope and the Twilight Zone, people think of it who don't really know the Twilight Zone, so it's like, oh, it's a science fiction show. No, so much no. more. What the, sci- what the Twilight Zone is is that it is Rod Serling's beautiful humanism <laughs> distilled across a variety of genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Twilight Zone episodes are fantasy yeah. when they need to be fantasy to make yep. a point. Yep. Others yep. are straight horror. Yep. Others are science fiction. Yep. Others are, are, are like theological even. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's essentially just like a brilliant blending of genres and the thing that animates it is humanism and also there's no fear of just going with magic when that seems to make the most sense and you know what the the thing thing about the twilight zone is that i saw those episodes so long ago and not like the the values and like the messages that those short shows tell you they work they do. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> absolutely. They, and they use and oh, they yeah. use whatever simple mechanism they had to, right? Yeah. Twilight Show is is one hundred percent metaphor and message. Right. Oh, right. you really get a sense of like there's a social commentary behind the what what, what year was it? Nineteen fifty nine and nineteen sixty. So there's like McCarthyism and the Cold War and nuclear right. weapons, yeah. and you totally knew what was going on, and you know. There it was told in a very beautifully allegorical way, like fantasy, sci-fi, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and it even used that that sort of vessel to tell stories that even weren't tied to them. Yeah, like um, uh, like Last Man on Earth. Oh, you know, yeah. I've got all the time in the world now. <laughs> yeah, you know that that that's a message set in sort of the view of of that time frame right. and and the threat of nuclear war. And the message has to do with that, but the message is really more 
make the most of what you have while you can. Yeah. But it's told in a very sort of roundabout way that doesn't directly utilize the the Cold War nuclear holocaust storytelling part that is actually in that. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, I'm, that's talking about probably one of the best episodes of the of the Twilight Zone ever. Um. My 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 I think my big worry is that I think I worry that that Jordan Peele will go the route of Shyamalan, where his early stuff will be good. But that he'll either get lost along the way, or try and do too much, or take on something so far out of his wheelhouse. I think it's too early to say if he's going to be Shyamalan or. I mean, he's only made two movies, right. and you know. He's only made two <laughs> right. I mean, it's like people right. say, like, "Oh, Get Out was like his, like, you know, he he came, he came into the race, like, you know, he, he basically like he." What's the word? Oh my god, I'm I'm losing I'm losing my mind right now. Like he basically hit the ground running and made a masterpiece. And people are like, oh, yeah, like on is. his first try, he made a great movie. I'm like, first of all, you have to understand, he worked in the industry for like 20 years. He wrote a shit ton of skits and sitcoms and knows filmmaking. And oh, I think yeah. maybe Get Out was his was passion project. And like, and I'm hearing mm-hmm. people say, you know, he's the next Hitchcock or John Carpenter. But honestly, it's like, you know, you have to make nine good masterpieces for me to say you're a master. And, like, it's still yeah. too early to tell for me, you know, what Jordan Peele's trajectory is like. And it's like, you know, people people said M. Night Shyamalan is the next Hitchcock and J.J. Abrams is the next Spielberg. But, you, you know, you can't really tell what this shit is like. You got to – there's no, there's that's all hindsight. Still, he has, a, he has a ways to go. But I think – I mean, personally, I think he's better than Shyamalan. I think he knows how to direct actors and write good stories. And he knows how to get to the core of the truth of – whatever the issue yeah. is that he's trying to portray, mm-hmm. you know, but so yeah. I will say that I lo- that, you know, I still like M night Shyamalan. I think M night Shyamalan has made a lot of bad movies, yeah. but you know, signs, the sixth sense and actually uh split are all excellent. Are all excellent. Have you seen the, have you seen the visit? Really I haven't seen the Ver- visit, but I heard the it's visit. It's very good. good. I actually love that movie. It's very good. Yeah. That's the one with the grandparents, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but split is split is very split is very good straight up, um, and the other thing. But I actually think though that in terms of like his chops and stuff, especially since his comedy work is great too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think that Jordan Peele is someone who I think is more like an Edgar Wright figure. I think he mm, is yeah. someone who is has a very mm. is coming out right off the bat with a very clear vision yeah. with a lot of very with a lot of energy with a lot yeah. of original ideas. Yeah with a good ability to direct actors For sure. and and being a good writer. And so like I think that his floor is very very high. Mm-hmm. Just like Edgar Wright's floor is very high. Oh, yeah. I wasn't the the Baby Driver was a hot mess in many different <laughs> ways. No, I, agree. I, I didn't see it, but I want to. Yeah. It's still but it's still a yeah. good movie because it's Edgar fucking Wright directing yeah. it. Yeah. He still knows how to work with actors. There's and amazing car car stunts. Film. Just mm-hmm. oh my god, masterpieces! And yeah, it's like yeah. with every good filmmaker, I feel yeah. like even even when a good filmmaker makes an okay movie, there's always something really really interesting about it. Like it's a mess, but it's a mm. really fucking interesting mess. I'm swearing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> ha- have you seen uh, Baby Driver set to Eurobeat? No. No. Jinx. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, I'll have to check okay, it out. Me too. My my other 
my other big question is when are we going to see Keegan Michael Key in a completely different role that we've ever seen him before in a Jordan Peele flick? Which, which I mean, I don't. Which no, guy? Yeah. It is, Keegan, it Keegan. is, oh, Keegan, yeah. it is pretty cool. interesting that he hasn't been in either one of these right? movies in any in any capacity that we know of. Like, I, like I want to see a Jordan Peele movie where it's revealed that Keegan Michael Key is like the super serious villain. I would love to see that. It has been the whole time. I would just like it to be straight up the protagonist of his friend's yeah. next yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like wonder if there's like something weird going on there to re- why he's not in this movie. Maybe he just doesn't. Maybe Jordan. I would think assume Keegan Michael Key is just a comedy guy. I think yeah. he. I yeah. think they just um, work a lot. Their actors. I mean, Keegan is. I heard he wanted to do Hamlet or something, yeah. so they're probably just busy. But I think they're still. I th- yeah. I'm pretty sure they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we would have heard if there was a falling out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that would crush me if there was yeah. a falling out. Oh my god. Oh. It would be crushing. Uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, I do feel like that because this movie was a chip shot of like I think going into fantasy or the weird or folklore in yeah. order to make this premise work better. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make me worry about like you know what the Twilight Zone is going to look like, but you know again, we'll see. Also, <laughs> also I'm not honestly sure how involved he is with the Twilight right. Zone. Yeah, so, yeah. Like well, I, I think like, he's a producer and he's the host, right? I don't he's know the if host. Writing any of it? Yeah. Yes, he's oh. the host. He's like the Rod Sterling figure, but I don't know if he's doing the Rod Sterling amounts of show running. Which, to be honest, I feel like if you're bringing back the Twilight Zone, and Shane and I have had this argument, Shana thinks that like. We have a modern day Twilight Zone and Black Mirror. I think that Black Mirror is because it's a purely sci-fi show, and also because it doesn't. I'm not just crazy about Black Mirror. Some other people, it's like mm-hmm. it's too much. Oh for yeah, me. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it either. I've seen bits and pieces, and yeah. it seems really depressing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> I feel like, but I do agree that you know we already do have like, and we've had the Outer Limits. We've had speculative sci-fi shows before. I feel if like you bring back the Twilight Zone. You basically got to dedicate all of your time to the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. as a showrunner and pretty much try to be Rod. Too. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard to do, but like it could be done. But like, and I just feel like if you're bringing back, you gotta you gotta come to play a hundred percent. Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, yeah, we've we've got Black Mirror, we've had Outer Limits. Twilight Zone has always been about sort of the underlying commentary and message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen that Peel can do message, and and philosophy. Subtly, yeah. No, yeah. if he pulls it, if if he pulls it, it off, off, it'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. Yeah. He does have a good point of view. For sure, it's just he needs to be flexible with the genre mm-hmm. when he makes when he works with it because the Twilight Zone was always flexible with genre, and I think that that's a strength that makes it stand yeah. out from those other shows. Um, yeah, it was a very message forward show that then could create the genre around the message. Exactly. 100 percent i mean like one of the best episodes right is like to me is the the one where the supermodel's getting like facial <laughs> reconstructive oh, surgery yeah. so good. I mean, that's not... i have the be- i have the beholder yeah yeah the one did you guys ever see the one uh where they get where um where essentially the concentration camp commander goes back to the yeah i did camp? that was a mm-hmm. really ugh it's amazing one. that it's is disturbing. a that's a very powerful episode it's an incredibly powerful episode um, guys i gotta i gotta brag oh, i gotta brag about something my great auntie actually worked on the show as a script supervisor 
Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And that's and the great. way and the story the way I found out was that I was watching Nightmare at twenty thousand feet with William Shatner when he sees the fucking Grimmel nice. on the wing. And yeah. in the beginning of the episode, yep. there's a sign that says Stewardess Betty Crosby. I flipped the fuck out and like I started foaming in the mouth and I fell out of my seat and I was like, Maud, Auntie Betty worked on the Twilight Zone. And she's just like, yeah, she worked on it for like two seasons. And I'm like, why did you tell me this shit? And she's just like, oh well, <laughs> you didn't really ask. And I'm just like. <laughs> anyway, I'm a film student. You need to tell me this. My family, stuff. my family awesome. members have been involved in movies, and it's kind of like it blows my mind, like how close That's they awesome. were. My, my. <laughs> That's really yeah, cool. my auntie's a dancer, and she got to work with Satajit Ray, who was an Indian filmmaker, and he made a documentary about her dancing and stuff like that. Very, that's very. Yeah, cool. man. Yeah. No, anyway, um, so I grew up in like, yeah, I grew up in near Binghamton, New York, and there's also uh, Rod Serling's hometown, nice. oh, and we okay. actually have a high school name. Oh, so school. cool! Really? He's like, <laughs> no, he's like a big deal in Binghamton, nice. and you know when he got actually in the in uh, it's funny he went to Antioch, which is where both my parents went to school. And he actually came back to upstate New York, and that's where he spent his life. Not in Binghamton, but he went up to Ithaca. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was he lived a fascinating life, too. Like, uh, he was – he served in World War II yeah. in Japan and saw, like, serious combat. Oh. Um, yeah, no, he was, uh, he, was a very in- he, he was a very interesting figure. He, it, it's interesting how many, like, like key – contributors to media were served in a war right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um J.R. tolkien yeah. yeah yeah dr seuss right dr seuss yes. was a cartoonist i don't know if he actually fought i thought he did i'm um, probably being fa- i'm probably doing fake news right now i know um there's the little oh, I, I know tolkien yes, was yes, yes. um aeschylus uh the fur uh, aeschylus euripides all of the great yep. Greek uh, Greek playwrights were veterans. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mel Brooks, Humph- Brooks was a professional Nazi. He was a professional Nazi taunter. Oh man! <laughs> in World uh, War Two, Humphrey Bogart uh, and Lee Marvin, I think, served in World War Two too, and Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, another Christopher Lee was in the SS yeah. in World War Two. Yeah, that I have, you've all seen that part where he's. Ex- Told to explain to Peter Jackson exactly what happens. When yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't need to imagine, <laughs> Peter. No, it was, it was Peter Jackson. I was like, and then he explained to me just exactly. He what was like, Peter, do you know the sound of someone who gets killed by a knife? Because I do. Because <laughs> I do. When he tells the story, we, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> did, did Did you know that Christopher Lee? Also had a metal band. Yes, I did yes. not know that. Yeah, Charlemagne, the Sword of the Charlemagne. Cross. Charlemagne, a lot of sense. Yeah. Who, <laughs> whom, I have the Charlemagne, album. <laughs> uh, whom he was a just direct descendant of, because Christopher Lee was English nobility, uh, and traced his bloodline back to Charlemagne. Wow. And this man, near the end of his life, was in a metal band, was a Jedi, <laughs> and a wizard. <laughs> The man got to live his best life. His right? Kid, yeah. He just lived his best like, life. Like, life goals. But life his career goals. really took off but around, I'll... like, nineteen ni- or late 1990s. I mean, for our generation, anyway. But ultimately, he didn't get to play Gandalf as one dream. Yeah. <laughs> and he read the books, what, 11 times, I think? No, I think every Oh, that's year, right. I think he's what he said. No, wait. He speaks 11 <laughs> languages, I think. If that's... I got... right, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, my year. God. Oh, his one dream. <laughs> 
Anyway, does anybody have any other thoughts about us? You know, um... What a wonderful uh, tangent. Yeah, closing... What are closing thoughts? I... So, okay, speaking as someone who saw the movie twice, I'm sorry if I'm bragging. I don't know if it's really bragging, no, it's but not bragging. it was, I, I wanted to see it obviously because I wanted clarification on so many things. And I think one of the really interesting parts about seeing the movie twice was actually following red storyline or like, you know, and just seeing, mm-hmm. no, knowing that like she was evil Lupita the, no, the whole time, just kind of seeing her character arc. So like, I guess this kind of goes back to the twist ending and I kind of agree with Tristan on the part that like, I don't really like when information is kept from me and then, you know, it's revealed at the very end, but it's something you could have known, like, beforehand. Um, And I also thought, like, you know, did Adelaide just erase her past from her memory or something and then it just came back when all of this shit hit the fan or something like that? Like, I I can go on and on about it, but, like, essentially, when I watched the movie, I was kind of, like, I was kind of rooting for... A good Lupita to take out evil Lupita, but like, but I was also just like, I actually got, I I was terrified just like knowing that this poor innocent girl who was dragged down to essentially hell and was living there for like yeah. 33 years, then came back and was ready to kill everybody. I felt really bad for her. And like, it was yeah. even more terrifying knowing that knowledge, but it made so much sense when you see her, like, it was interesting just kind of following her. Like I, I had this theory where like, you know, the reason that she was like the first when her when her hubby, hubby got hit in the leg by the bat and the first thing she does is protect the kids but not necessarily go after the husband i kind of thought i had something to do with some of some traces of evil that were still in her but also when she was like when her evil daughter died and like she was kind of like almost empathizing with the fact that her girl her daughter that could have been her daughter you know was dying and mm-hmm. she felt really bad and there's all these interesting character elements that you know, you see when you when you see the movie again, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also thought, I, and I, I, I just like want to say one more thing. Actually, on 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 the note of Barra saying it was a great fight scene, I thought it was a great fight scene, but I hated the way it ended. Just like you know, mm-hmm. suddenly, suddenly she like, what what happened? Some um, evil Lupita uh, Red sneaks up on. Or what was it? Good Lupita sneaks up on Bad Lupita, and then like she stabs her through the chest with a poker. I'm like, that's not a very good anticlimactic ending. I mean, like Good Lupita was like doing some crazy Donnie Yen fast ass like martial arts dodging, and I was just like, oh, she's totally gonna whoop, you know, um, Good Lupita's ass or something like that. I'm sorry, I'm confusing everybody. I keep working. switching good and bad, but you've if you've working. seen the movie, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, yeah. You've been working 33 years towards revenge here. Yeah. You should be in Diego Montoya-ing this shit out yeah. of this. Essentially, Diego Montoya meets, meets old boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody seen old boy? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil yeah. that movie because it's just too good to, you know, not be surprised. Yeah. Um, the original old boy, not the weird. Yeah. Weird and it was weird because that, <laughs> yeah, that movie is essentially the exact same as the Korean, except you know what the fuck the twist is. And it was just kind of, it rubbed me the wrong way. But like, I guess I, I just, yeah. just want to say one more thing going back to us. Um, oh man, there's actually so much I want to say about us. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I, I do appreciate how the movie, like it hits home on so many symbolic meanings and images but like you said before yeah. it was you know it was just confusing i mean what, what do you guys think i want to know your th- uh, what are your thoughts no it was I, I i i agree i think there's 
there's so much to unpack to unpack that yeah. it's it's too yeah. much like there's the jeremiah 11 11 11 11 in general stuff there's the rabbits oh like, right i, f- I forgot like, i was gonna look up with that and like why it, well i looked it up it was like okay fine uh, <laughs> there's, there's, yeah i was like okay the, i guess that's the quote there's there's the like the rabbits but like very few of them are like black rabbits or brown rabbits and it's like is that supposed to mean something and there's a lot of red and you know the um hands across america and there's just so much like yeah the, the scissors and there, there's there's so much should use the gun everywhere <laughs> i kind of feel like i wonder if like some yeah. of the like if some other states that had gun laws would have just like would have killed the twins more more easily than the liberal states. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't want to like jump to conclusions about politics. There are still but... gun. There are still guns. In yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the see, see, I was... Also, the well, cops. See, see, okay. See, I wasn't. I, I keep there. I mean, you're absolutely right. I'm not. You know, there's there's so much I'm still digesting. So, yeah. In defense of the tethered, yes. in defense of the tethered, they do have the element of surprise, and they do also know everything about their prey. And are completely physically equal with who they are hunting. They're more. They're yeah, they're but, super strong. The the but, the tethers like that white that the white neighbor anything, when he yeah. got hit in the face with a poker like he was still going. I was like shit. These guys are genetically modified. Yeah. Or <laughs> or they're very very determined. Oh yes, that too. That was the other thing I was thinking too. Was it's like or is this just Jordan Peele like? his interpretation of the clone question. Yeah. You know, you're locked in a room with your, with your copy for an hour. Neither of you know, which is the copy at the end of that hour, the copy will disappear and no one knows what will happen in that room (laughs) ever, except for whoever leaves it. So what do you do? Do you fight your clone or do you fuck your clone? (laughs) Hard to say. That's the question. Do you fuck my clone? Copy. I'd I kind of, I kind of wish the clones just get along. I kind of feel like the clones should have gone I, after the government. I would like, just why? ally with my clone and not do physical yeah, shit with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's like that's the thing though is that there's no point in talking to your copy because in this in this theoretical instance you already know everything that your copy knows. Your copy already knows everything that you know and everything that you would say. Yeah. You have the exact same pool of knowledge. There's nothing to talk about because you already know it. And you don't know which one of you is the copy. And the copy is not going to live past the hour. And will just vanish. So what do you uh, do? Do you do you engage in a full-on fight with your copy? Who knows your moves and is your match physically? Like, or do you fuck your clone? Because your copy knows everything about you. Including what your particular you know what your particular turn-ons are where you're sensitive everything so yeah, but it's my so, clone doesn't have the things that turn me on that's that right right that's why that's I why i go it's like i'm not a, I that's could, why i could be I happy go. if i was into tall hairy men but i'm not <laughs> that's why i choose fight <laughs> that's why i, I choose, choose fight, fight. Well, how did we get here i, don't know. I have no idea <laughs> carrie, was there anyways carrie is this just jordan peele's like what if every copy chose fight five, five what <laughs> what if 
That, that was my thing. Was, what if this is Jordan Peele's take on it, and every copy chose fight? Oh, my gosh. I kind of wish the clones just went after, like, the government officials who fucking sponsored this experiment. Because, like, none of the fucking people above were, like, provoking the clones in any way to, like, you know, be attacked by them. It was just like, I mean, or we could have all just got along and, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I feel sorry for my tether. First thing, (laughs) if you showed up, I'd go, dude, I am so sorry. I'm a tether. What? Sorry. (laughs) And now I'm going to have to fucking kill you because you're obviously a changeling. Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> Dude, I am so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boom! <laughs> so I guess with my final thoughts on this, that <laughs> I felt that this was a movie that had a lot of good qualities. It actually had some of the best music design I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, the soundtrack was amazing. It was how disturbing. The, and how the soundtrack eerie. was used was yeah. great. Um, yeah. And yeah, the first two-thirds of it was awesome. And even when the world stuff just really collapsed my suspension of disbelief, uh, and really, like, took away from, like, some of the dramatic through lines, I still, it still had some great parts, especially that that ending fight scene. And, you know, the creepiness of the ending, of, of the ending, of the ending reveal. Um, although, again, like, the suspension of this to leave hurt that, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so then why didn't she just, like, leave this? Yeah. Um, so, like, it's, so I guess in all, it's like, it's a movie I think people should yeah. see. I don't, I think it is, to a degree, being... I do think it. Some people are giving it more praise than it deserves in some factors. Mm-hmm. But in the other case, like this is still one of the better horror films. Mm-hmm. Like putting Get Out aside, which is in the pantheon of great horror films oh, as yes. far as far as concerned. Like I put that alongside The Thing and Night of the Living Dead and They Live. Um, the, the you know like you know the the Evil Dead trilogy. Um, that's there easily. But you know in but us, even though it has, it's like, I liked us a lot better than Hereditary last year. Like, oh, I Her- see. I, people I've talked to. I haven't seen Hereditary. Hereditary is, Hereditary is a, is good, but it's also like us. It's a hot mess, except it's a hot mess that is not as well done as oh, us. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's it's they it has in it has inconsistency problems, except it's not. It just like us as problems is because it doesn't stick yeah. to the ending and it chooses to tell too much. Mm-hmm. Where Hereditary just has some, it doesn't have enough. It has some great scenes and some great elements and nice little innovations, but it is not like just like a. Ro- it's in us her- is a rock solid yeah. film up until it becomes a global yeah. event, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a rock solid film until they pull back the curtain and then it's like you shouldn't have pulled back the curtain or you should have had a different mm-hmm. explanation. Yeah. Um, and that's a weird thing to say because. Um, again, that it doesn't take away from the because the whole movie is still worth seeing and good, but it's yeah, but yeah, um, I it could I do feel that Jordan Peele, if he just like I I would I think this movie would have benefited from just having someone there at the late script stage to be like we need to pare this down. We need to like work on this a little more. Sure, yeah. Like, there's a lot there that's just. I feel that if it was just made a little tighter, it would have been like, it would have been another masterpiece. Mm. And now it's it's a and he made a good movie, yeah. but he didn't make a masterpiece yeah. in my opinion. And I think they're 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 both like, to me they're both like, both Get Out and Us are both like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? But yeah, where like Get that. Out would be like, ten out of tens. Yeah, this is like a whole bunch of sevens or eights out of ten or something like that. I, or, I gave it a six, actually. 
Uh, I'd have to. Yeah, no. There's no way you don't certify this as yeah. fresh. There's right. no way you don't say this is a good movie. Right. Yeah. But I know it's a weird thing to go Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think I've no. ever pulled that card. But. No, but I mean yes. that's also a problem with the tomato meter. Right. Yeah. The tomato meter is basically is something worthwhile or seeing or not. Right. And then so you can get a really high score, but it also doesn't necessarily go into the nuance <laughs> of right. all, all the time and, of like is this something an all time classic? Yeah. And don't get me started on Rotten Tomatoes' score. For Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah, that was a fun movie. I actually like well, Lincoln better, that, but that's just me. If you if you watch Abraham, if you look at the reviews for Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter on Rotten Tomatoes, it's really obvious that none of the professional reviewers who count towards the fresh rating got that it was satire. Mm. <laughs> like like you read their reviews and it's really obvious that none of them picked up this movie is meant to be satirical. Yeah. <laughs> and just they just took it at face value, and it's like, it's literally called Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. On the other hand, when I wrote my review, it I was impressed by how, you know, again, you know, it, it was also a severe, a, a sincere look at like how awful slavery is. Yeah, yeah. sure. And, and how the proper response is axing it yeah. in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the original Team America. <laughs> Yeah. Can I, oh, can, I, can I say one more thing? I, prob- of course I probably have a million things to say, Gary. but I actually really... Oh, say your I, So as a filmmaker, I'm watching Us, and the first thing that I'm really captivated by was Jordan Peele's control over where he places the camera, like, when he's making a yes. scene. Mm-hmm. I kind of got the sense where he really honed in on how to get the most out of what he's trying to tell in the scene through where he puts the camera, whether it's like point of view or whether it's like mm-hmm. seeing something through a door jam or, you know, whether you're kind of juxtaposing, you know, a, a rule of third shot or three people standing on a frame with three tethers down in like their dungeon or whatever. Like I really appreciated how, and I don't see this in a lot of films, I think, but it seems like he has the discipline to sort of like, he has, a, he has, I don't want to say mastery, but he definitely knows lenses and sort of like how to evoke mm-hmm. a response from an audience just based on where to put the camera alone and how to edit stuff oh, together. Yeah, and it was a lot more restrained and it was refreshing in a way to see that, you know, even in the scene where like the white right. family gets slaughtered and you're in that wide shot and you see these poor people getting stabbed at the same time and it's all happening. And there's something kind of poetic about it. You know, from my filmmaker brain, I was totally like, Gauged with that and like I'm glad that he's kind of taking the same route as Shamlon and Hitchcock in a way where they're both kind of like conscious of how to build suspense based on where to put the mm-hmm. camera as opposed to saying hey guys I'm doing a dollar shot or I'm doing a state of cam or you know like I'll put it wherever I want oh I oh yeah the camera work was excellent I'd put him I would put him up there with Hitchcock but I wouldn't I would not put Shamlon up there in this. <laughs> I, I totally I like, totally I get where you're coming like, from I, I think I think what I'm trying to say is Shamalon. Yeah. Like, also has, I mean, I've, I've seen a few documentaries on the making of his movies, and he does kind of follow that same formula. And in that respect, I he, he like that. Formula. But like, and I and and I think based on seeing the visit, I really liked how it kind well. of all the the suspense in that was really well, good for I, me. But what were you saying? Yeah, I'm. I, I also, can we just say that in terms of like the music design? Yeah. Uh, there's like Elizabeth Moss bleeding out on the floor, calling for the police, and then NWA <laughs> yes. the police. Yes, yeah, big. Oh, I loved so it. So good. <laughs> wow, Alexa, way to help out in my time of need. 
Yeah. Oh, I also love that like what they were what they were using was none of the branded services. Is mm-hmm. like fuck you, product oh, placement. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ophelia. Ophelia. I, Ophelia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when his when it showed the name of his of his uh, white friend's yacht. Oh. I lost my shit in the I, theater. Yeah, he was in the theater with me. I can corroborate. It was oh, wow. which, which scene? Sorry. Biatch. Biatch. The name of the yacht was Biatch. That Tim Heidecker's uh, character. Yeah. Had, its name was B. Yach. <laughs> yeah, I lost my shit. In oh, yeah, theater. I forget. It's t- that's Tim uh, That's t- Tim of Tim and Eric yeah. Awesome, who's oh, her yeah. husband. Uh, I loved how they were, like, the most amazingly douchey, like, bougie couple. I also appreciate how Shada predicted that it turned out that the boat did save them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Crawdaddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like the flare gun. So, yeah. Well, like I said, to, like I said, when point, I, though about the filmmaking being like modern and that it's very like, modern. That, a bunch of callbacks to like. Things. Yeah. Yeah. When I was watching, the, like I said, when I was watching through, I'm like, okay, that's gonna be a thing. That's gonna be a thing. Oh, the engine pulls to the left. That's gonna be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wanted to know how Gabe killed evil white Josh, because you don't really see that in the boat. You just see like, you know, I yeah. don't know. You see the yeah. aftermath. I think you be just bodily beat the crap. I know. I kind of. I. I just, just wish like, I saw it. It's just like why? Why keep? Why are you just like leaving this information out? That's just my nitpicky brain going. But like, you know, like, like, like Jordan. Jordan, people want to see rich white people getting their asses beat. But then we can. This is what the audiences was, want, Jordan. That would. Oh, I don't think I've ever cheered harder for like. So for, for for a random middle-aged white woman being destroyed, so, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I don't think I've ever cheered for that. But again, out just like that evil woman, I felt totally. <laughs> I totally can relate to Get Out in the sense of just like feeling white in a brown person's body. Not to say I have been Get Out. I'm just saying, you know. Anyway, so cool, excellent. No, so Get Out. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, so, what? What? Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, see us uh, and tell us we're full of shit, or that we are, that, or that we are the, the the great minds that you've been wanting to hear on this subject. It's probably a little of not none of either of that. <laughs> Word. So as but, as yeah. always, ladies and gentlemen, you can continue to follow us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can visit us at uh, spoilermedia.net. Is the site? I want to thank uh, Kerry for joining us. I hope yeah, we'll have you back for another movie. movie I am soon. totally um, on board for that. And thank you so much for inviting nice. me to yeah. this really fun podcast. I had a blast. And I'm really glad I got to oh, like talk here. about us with friends and to finally get all of my kind of just like Gosh. all this gobbledygook I had about the movie finally out there. On paper, <laughs> on the interwebs. And Good. I, it was a blast. And great awesome. job, you guys. I loved it. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Carrie. We appreciate it. Thanks for swinging by. Carrie, is there anything you wanted to promote at all? Oh, man. Um, I'm working on a web series series. called Mixed, which is a comedy about being biracial. And I haven't made it yet, but it's basically about a half Indian, half white guy who kind of goes about every day kind of dealing with these cultural conundrums. And he has, similar to like the angel and devil motif in a comedy, like... He has a brown version and a white version of, of himself trying to tell him how to approach social situations. Mm-hmm. So that's gotcha. what I'm working on. And I'm going to, I say, I'm, I'm, I might direct it this year. I'm going to say I'm going to direct it this year just to like get it out there. So 
Um, nice. Okay, we're going to nice. hold you to it, Carrie. If you do not direct it this year, we're going to throw you in the Brooklyn River. Thank you, Barrow. <laughs> Jeez. Um, also, <laughs> also, I would like to say, uh, Bear's not my friend anymore. I'm kidding. Um, but also, I'm... I'm just trying to make sure you live up to your oh, potential. I will. I will. <laughs> he said as he chucked Carrie into the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dude, River in a sack. Carrie raised over. You do not live up to your potential. You don't even know what I look like. <laughs> Mediocre. <laughs> I expected better of you. $180 million box Six out of success or higher. Um, anyway, let me just say one more thing. So I'm actually, uh, I directed a web series called Shaw. Uh, my friend Jason wrote and created an axe in the show. And we just got it um, submitted to the Astoria Film Festival. I think we're getting it, as, I think nice, we're getting it into nice. the Miami Film Festival and um, a bunch of other places. But if you want to see it, it's on YouTube at ShawTheWebSeries.com. I'll send you a link if you want. Um, the first, the pilot's six minutes long, so it's bite-sized, and the other episodes get a little bit longer, but it's still awesome, and you should watch it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yes. Great. Thanks. We will, uh, we will see you next time on the spoiler cast. All right. Goodbye. Take care. Everybody. See ya.